Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Holy crap, what is up, everybody? You know it's a good show if I'm already applauding. I haven't even said anything or done anything applaud-worthy worthy yet, but I don't care. We're storming into the end of another new year. Wait, that's not true. We're storming to the end of another old year and about to come into a new year end. All the promise that New Year New Year brings. I will tell you, uh, there's a lot going on today, so I'm probably not going to talk too much. Those of you watching this on the top 20, it's going to feel more like a top 10 or a top 11. So consider that your New Year's blessing. <laughs> I um, yeah. Well, while I'm on it, there's a new top 20 out. <laughs> there's a new top 20 out. Uh, it's called DJ and the Beeries, and uh, it's kind of where I talk about whether or not we should dive bar or not dive bar, all that other stuff. Uh, we talked about uh, DoorDash drivers and Uber Eats drivers, uh, antiviruses, blah, 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 Rebel 9, overscheduled, undermotivated, and all that other good stuff. Please check it out. Uh, I have noticed that uh, I say that every week, to please check it out, to like and comment on it, and as far as I can tell... Only Bill does that. So, thank you. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I know Jackie watches, so hopefully she's still watching. But if we could like and do all that, that would be good. Because I will say, like, the hope was to add, like, subscribers to the channel and views and stuff like that. And if I'm not getting those, there's really no point in doing it. Although it has been pitched to me that maybe I should just spin off and put the top 20 in something, like, by itself. Well, not the top 20. The, um political part of the top 20 and just kind of have that be its own thing but like i gotta tell you man i cannot manage all the content that i am i can't manage all the content that i want to do i can't like i and I, because i can barely manage the content that i'm already doing and i don't know how to do that better like i literally need a content manager content manager and not like a not like a cms content management system like i need somebody that can manage my content Put me in front of a microphone or with a guitar or whatever and be like, no, go do this for a little while, monkey, and then we'll just edit that out because I am just absolute dog shit at it. I just, I can't, it's not that I can't figure, it's not that I wouldn't be able to figure it out, I just can't figure it out. I'm just like behind the eight ball all the time and I just, I'm just happy to get stuff done, like let and move on to the next thing, like let alone figuring out what to do with it. Kind of having that conversation with the band, but like we could save that for another show because today is a very special show. Today is the uh, top twenty of well, this is the top twenty, but the show today is the top twenty countdown. It's the top twenty songs of the year, uh, and this is not like call in and vote for your best friends. Cause I'm not interested in that. This is what I actually played the most of over uh, over 2022, which to me is really the most indicative of 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 how this show works out and how it goes every week. Now, that is a, it's a combination of stuff that I want to play, stuff that I've found, like on Discover Weekly, stuff I think you should be listening to, old stuff that I think you should be listening to. Of course, all local bands that are sending me their new material, we try and play that here first. 
uh, or you know early so that you guys can hear it because local bands need local fans and since most of my audience is a local fan it's important to do that Whew, that was some sentence um, but also it's your requests and some requests are more strongly worded than others so your demands kind of have a lot to do with how this kind of happens too and that's that's cool but what what we do is we take all the numbers and we just break them all down and we see who we who we played the most I will tell you um, that this year was interesting because um, I had a 35 way tie for 18th place um, so yeah. So actually, the way I did that, I thought was kind of interesting. I um, I took all 18 songs and I gave it like a good look to see when the last time was played, uh, and I gave it a numeric value, uh, like if it was played most recently, uh, it got a higher value uh, than if it would played like in January. Uh, and then I went through and I thought, okay, well, which of these songs would I be more would would I be likely to play in the next four weeks? the next three weeks, the next two weeks, and the next week. Like, and then, like, what song would I be very likely to play this week if I wasn't doing a countdown show? And then I redid them, and I actually had an order come out, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, it's, you know, I like math, and I like stats, and I'm a bit of a science nerd when it comes to that kind of stuff, so it's kind of interesting to see how that stuff works out. So that's what I did. That's the story. That's what I'm sticking with. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I can't help but notice that my camera is effing up again. And I think it's because it's trying to record in HD. And I guess this doesn't want to. This brand new state-of-the-art computer does not want to record in HD. I wonder if it's because something else is wrong. I know this is super important because I know everybody else is interested in what's happening with my computer instead of wanting to know what the top 20 is. Oh, the other point of the top 20 countdown that's worth mentioning, there's a bunch of bands that appeared in the top 20 more than once. We don't do that here. Uh, mainly because there's some rules about playing bands more than once in an hour. Uh, and it, Like, I can get around it sometimes, uh, and certainly for specialty shows, I could probably figure it out. Um, but, as a general rule here on the box, we do not play the same band twice. Uh, if we can, if we can help it on countdown shows, uh, we can't play spinoffs. Uh, for example, uh, one year we played um, like we, like Craving Strange had made the countdown, and Jimmy's Blue Notebook had made the countdown. Like that's that's completely okay. Uh, but I will tell you, there were all, there were about four or five bands that made the top twenty with two different songs, which is great in a way because like way to push songs that like everybody wants to hear more than once. Like that's awesome. But also, like, you can completely see how bands get totally effed over by that because they end up splitting what they get played. So, like I say, every year at this time, if you want to win the top 20, if you want to win the countdown, the year-end countdown, the move really is to put out one really good song in the year. Or at least have a lot of space. But that's not really good for any other part of being in a band, so I don't know that I absolutely recommend it. Plus, it will affect you on Thanksgiving when we look for the most plays ever because the more songs you have the more likely I'm going to play so if you if you took out like the if you took if you added up the number of times I played a band this year it is way more than any particular song but man we got to stop sometime because we can't just do countdown shows because I mean how much worse could this show actually get 
So before I start the countdown, I did want to talk about something because it is coming up on New Year's. It's December 29th here in the uh, in the now. It won't be when you watch this in a week. But it is December 29th now, which means New Year's is upon us. And even though I am more a believer in the solstice, which just went down last week, because uh, that's the true, like, kind of natural change of the Earth. Like, now we're, like, days are getting brighter or days are getting longer. It's more light. Um, we focus mentally on New Year's and New Year's Eve and New Year's Day as a point of change. And I was going to talk about how um, how much I actually hate people and wish, like, a lot of other people would start making their resolutions and making them better and, like, just try and be better people. Like, the lack of consideration that people show each other is really just getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm certainly very tired of seeing it and experiencing it and being the victim of it. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. But... What I think is more important is that for us, the people that want to listen, the people that actually do want to change and be better, I think it's probably more important to kind of walk away with a message like this. Lots of people make resolutions. Something like 90% of resolutions are lost within or not fulfilled within the year. Like that's it's human nature, man. It's so cool to be like super lofty, like right before you got to do something like I'm going to lose 10,000 pounds. Like... Okay, that seems pretty lofty as a goal, so you're probably not going to do it. But let's say you have a reasonable thing. You want to quit smoking. You want to quit drinking. You want to weigh less. You want to work out more. You want to count to 10 before you fight with your partner. You want to read more books. You want to learn a language. Like All these things like are reasonable resolutions, right? And it doesn't matter that, we make, that we're making them for the 1st of January. I mean, that's just an arbitrary point in space. I mean, there's been three Russian calendars within the past couple, uh, couple of centuries. If you want to check that out, I can certainly get you a link for that because it's funny as hell. But it's... I think what's important is when you statistically fail on a resolution... Don't think of it that way. And don't think of a resolution so much as a thing you have to do and complete perfectly. Let's be honest. Most of us don't do things perfectly most of the time, every day anyway. So I was thinking that if we keep it kind of a year-long resolution, like what would you like to have accomplished by this point next year? Whether you succeeded at it or not, like what would you have like to accomplish, like what try would you have liked to accomplish? So if you want to work out more, everybody's going to join the gym, or not everybody, but most people are going to join the gym, and they're going to go in January, and by February, they're out. But what I'm saying is that you can be out in February, but go back in March. You haven't failed your resolution. You just kind of paused it. Don't think of the resolution as something you want to do until you don't do it anymore in 2023. Think of it as something you have all of 2023 to do. You want to read more books about Buddhism? You can absolutely buy that book on Amazon on January 1st. Maybe you don't read it until December. I had made myself a promise when I was doing a bunch of uh, voiceover work last year that I was going to join this particular uh, group. I I was like, I have to do this. And I didn't actually. It was self-imposed. But I have to do this. I have to join this group. I have to be part of this. And I did it. On December 31st <laughs> of last year, spent months, maybe the entire year, I have to do this, I have to, I still got it done. It felt terrific. So what I'm telling you is if your New Year's resolution is to eat more vegetables, January comes, February goes, 
March, April, May, June, all the way. You get to December 31st of 2023. And you just eat the fuck out of that vegetable tray at New Year's Eve, whatever party you're at. That's more vegetables. And I'm here to tell you, great job. Because you did it. How about that? The most positive message you're ever going to hear here on the Top 20 or the Hard Rock Lunchbox. It's all about eating your vegetables. And taking your goddamn time doing it. I know life is short, but life is also long. So cut yourself a break and see what you can accomplish next year. That's my plan. I've got a lot to do next year. I'm not going to get it all done in January. I'm hoping to God I get most of it done by December. And that's about the best I can do. And it's the best, the most I can ask from anybody else. But what, what I can ask for right now is that you listen and get excited because we're about to do the top 20. Yeah. Top 20 songs of 2022. Should have gone with the top 22, but I suck. And that's okay. Because we all know that anyway. And it's really going to ring true in a minute when I play the 20th most played song of the year. Because I feel bad about it. But it's so goddamn good. Let's get this started. Coming in at number 20. A song that probably no longer needs an introduction. Enjoy. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, I couldn't believe it either. When that, like, shook out, I was like, there's no way that this is number 20, but it was. And maybe I'll go into a little bit later, like, the songs that beat out, but, like, I don't know, man. It's a good way to get things started, right? <laughs> Ricky, things rolling. Surprisingly enough, I was surprised, actually, with this next band. Not that they made the countdown, but this was the song they made it with. But I do play it a lot, and it's not even the one I feel like I play the most, but oh well. It's true that at the World Cup, Messi is considered the greatest of all time, but here on the Lunchbox, it's a different goat.
a jackknife stiletto saying, whoa, I guess. Annie's writing process. I need something that rhymes with whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa rhymes with whoa. Huh. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I see. I wasn't brought in on that one. I was only brought in on unreleased Jackknife Stiletto tracks because, I don't know. We still haven't released that record. I have to get them. you think I would have more influence over somebody half my height. You'd be wrong. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It's time for number 18. The end of the 35-way tie for number 18 comes from uh, definitely one of our favorites here on The Box. It's Dead Sarah. Something good on The Box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. You know, I don't even think I realized it till now. Like, I've been a big fan of Dead Sarah for a long time, and I have my favorite songs from them, but I think that might be my favorite of the favorites because... I gotta tell you, man, I, I don't know if anybody else has this experience with this particular song, but I always feel better just from listening to it. And I've got to tell you, like, there are some songs from Dead Sarah that would make me seriously throw myself off a bridge. And the fact that they can do both is super impressive. Now, I, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I've, I've always been impressed with their talent and diversity, but I was just listening to that and like, I just, I felt so much better. I mean, I really did. <laughs> but don't worry, it's the Hard Rock Lunchbox, and at number 17, we've got a correction for that. Also one of my favorite songs of all time, by like a lot. Hard Rock Lunchbox. It's impressive to me just how consistently on top of the Chevelle catalog that song is. I know other people like other Chevelle songs more. People love the red. A lot of people like uh, The Clincher, which, of course, I definitely like and based a lot of my writing around, and definitely some of the newer stuff, for sure. But, man, I find, I've, I've found myself hard-pressed over the years to just find a better song that speaks to me more than Letter from a Thief. So, good job, Chevelle. Ten-year-old song still coming in at number 17. Like, it's pretty goddamn impressive. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't have... I'll tell you what, Rebel 9 doesn't have a 10-year-old song on the countdown. But I feel like this could be close to 10 years. And it's coming in at number 16 on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man. White Stripes with Icky Thump coming in at number... What did I say that was? Number 16. Coming hyper aware, I don't know. Like, I'm so bad at this timing stuff. See, if I just added up the song times, which is what I should have done, like any responsible person would have done, I think we'd be all set. But I didn't. And honestly, maybe it adds an element of surprise, even to the host, as I speed up and slow down like a drunk driver on the Sudden State Parkway on New Year's Eve. <laughs> but, uh, too, too soon? Too close? All right. Uh, cool. All right. So... I was surprised at this. I play a lot of A Day to Remember. I start a lot of shows with A Day to Remember, although maybe I haven't been doing it as much as I used to. And I was surprised to see that this one was the top A Day to Remember song. Like, just very surprised to see that. But yet, here we are, and that's what happens. I must have played it a lot because it's funny to just play it whenever something comes in second. But, you know, your host is imperfect, and I'm pretty sure that's why people listen. It's Second Sucks on the Box. 
Coming in at number 15, by the way, in case you're playing at home. That's a bingo. Hard Rock Lunch Box. I saw this uh, clip, I think it was on Instagram, maybe like an Instagram reel. Like, way to rip off TikTok, by the way, but whatever. Whatever meta. Um, but it was a, it was Jeremy, like, doing, like, a little video, and, like, he had gray hair in his beard. And I'm like, aren't you still, like, 21, like, cops? <laughs> Proving once again that everybody but me keeps getting older, so thank you for that. Uh, we're about to get to uh, number uh, 14. Uh, before we do that, we should probably recap a little bit. We started, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on, on who you are, uh, with Thumpasaurus talking about coming in number 20. She said, whoa, from the Jackknives at uh, 19. Did Sarah something good at 18? Letter from a Thief from Chevelle at 17. White Stripes with Icky Thump at 16. A Day to Remember Second Sucks and Cracking the Top 15. Not like that's cool at all. It still always gets to here. So number 14 comes from a band, a local band. We're back to local bands. Uh, and the only reason, as far as I can tell, that this song came out and I had it to even play for you is because the lead singer of this band uh, poured himself like a nice bottle of wine one night late and uh, went ahead and released the record which as far as I'm concerned is the most badass baller move <laughs> complete with typos and capital letters and everything Com like, total badass baller move and like good for good for him good for them that's the kind of shit that makes you a legend yeah my segues are back ladies and gentlemen coming in number 14 it's the Crash Transit on Lightpeed. It's legend. It's happened yet again in America. Another deadly school shooting. Three students killed, at least eight others injured, including a teacher. The suspected gunman is in custody. He's 15 years old. The 58th shooting on school grounds this year.
I've been saying throughout most of the year, there's a lot less local bands on this list because there's a lot less bands putting out uh, material and a lot less bands putting out good material. A lot of bands jumped on the COVID bandwagon and jumped and dropped a lot in late 2020 and 2021. There's just not a lot of local bands putting out a lot this year for some reason. I mean, us included, really. So, uh, yeah, I'm just like looking at this list. There's a lot of non-local bands, but... I still like the music we got to play all year, and I appreciate everybody that's tuned in and out during the course of the year, making it worth doing at all, and certainly making it way more fun. And it's always good to like come across like new good songs from bands that I thought might have been a flash in the pan, but as I say, they still got something left in the tank. Like this one, coming in here at number 13, it's The Struts. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Catchy, right? <laughs> I'm definitely a sucker for a catchy song. That is for sure. Good job, the struts. <laughs> I'm moving way too fast on this countdown. I'm already at number number. I'm sorry, I'm so tired. I'm already uh, I'm already at number twelve. I'm not even at one o'clock yet. This is gonna be bad. That means I gotta start slowing this stuff down. Oh well, I can talk a little bit about the next band. Next band coming in at number twelve. Um, I think, probably at the time, and possibly even now, one of the most innovative bands I've come across in hard rock, and I guess metal, but mainly hard rock. So, I talk about this often with with people and like my kids and stuff, about what it was like when you first heard something. Like, you, when you first heard something new. And, you know, but like really new and because you don't like you don't think about it so much these days but you really don't have those sort of concentrated outlets like i remember when smells like teen spirit came out what song i did not like and still not so much till this day i mean i appreciate for what it is but was it a baller song for me no it just it just wasn't um you know i was i was definitely more into alice in chains and Soundgarden and stuff like that um and, and certainly like pearl jam like, when, when the video for Jeremy came out, like, that was something new, and nobody had ever seen anything kind of that powerful before, imagery-wise. And it was still a very taboo kind of subject, and on the heels of just being a great song. Um, but I don't know that I will ever forget <laughs> when I first came across the band Korn. <laughs> And if you weren't alive or listening to Hard Rock back when that came out, like that first record, like, dude, it was dark and it was low. I mean, they tuned low, like they still do. They, so they, so they, they tuned so low they were making sounds that other bands weren't making, weren't capable of making. And then Jonathan Davis, who is both brilliant and out of his goddamn mind, just up front and just making all the sounds, like making. Being his own instrument, like, yeah, singers are definitely, like, their own instrument and stuff like that, but Jonathan Davis was always something more. And they were just bananas to listen to, like, because, again, there was nothing like them. And to see them live was just as good as hearing them recorded. I mean, they were just fantastic to hear and fantastic to view and just fantastic to behold. And, honestly, a lot of bands like that from that time in my life kind of have fizzled out over the years. Um... You know, obviously you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, you can, but, like, you're that, and it's not new anymore, right? Like, talk about, like, bands like Rage Against the Machine. Like, they kind of broke the mold with what they were doing, and lots of other bands did that. 
that's um, one of the things that made them great. But and as time goes on, they tend to lose that edge because they are that, or or other bands take it on. Like that's kind of what happened with like the grunge scene, right? Like you know, they smells like Teen Spirit certainly opened a door, but then it exploded out. I mean, within the same week, it was like Bad Motorfinger was released. You know, Ten was released. Like there, and never mind, they were all released like in the same week. Like there was a lot happening. What was really good is when, so over the years, Corn released songs that, like, yeah, I could take her leave. Like, I think Y'all Want a Single was probably one of my favorite of the newer ones. But then with this new record, like, they just, I don't know, it feels like they grew up a little bit. But, like, grew up's the wrong word. So I'm going to go with mature and decided to do something different. And as much as it is Corn and just truly Corn, like, there's just something so great about the way the song rolls into the chorus and. That's why I played it so goddamn much, and that's why it's coming in at number 12 on the box. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Another artist that I was completely blown away with the very first time I saw her uh, was Halsey, who I had seen for the very first time on the HBO show Roadies, which I thought was such a great show. I cannot believe they got canceled after only one season. I thought it was compelling. I thought it was brilliantly executed and performed. And the fact that it brought in a new artist, a new kind of like under-the-radar artist, uh, every single episode was just genius and, and brilliant and so helpful to the musical community, to the fans, and to the artists. But yeah, Halsey was on one of the episodes, and one of the roadies was absolutely super infatuated with her. Didn't seem sexual, but maybe, but it was definitely like of her performance, and it was just like, why is this dude so interested? So we checked it out, like, just watched that episode, and like, well, I was watching the episode anyway, but like, I was really paying attention to, to what you delivered, and actually, what you did on roadies wasn't actually all that impressive to me, but when I went back and checked out her catalog is when I found songs like without me and everything else it was on that and then she dropped that brand new record oh my god so goddamn good i was a little surprised that this was the number one because i usually play honey the most uh but man this is a good one for sure it's halsey coming in at what are we uh we're coming in at number 11 people disappear here hard rock lunch box well we're at the point of the countdown we're about to roll into the top 10 and for better or for worse, I am hella ahead of schedule. <laughs> Which is probably better for everybody listening, but really bad for me uh, time management-wise. Because it will take me no time to play ten songs. So, we're going to have to do something I like to call... Stalling for time. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> And I can't think of, honestly, a better way of stalling for time than to play you little excerpts of some of the songs that almost made the countdown. What do you think of that, everybody? <laughs> yeah, I don't like it either. But that's what we're going to do, so we got to kill, kill some time. So if I had done the top 25 instead of the top 20 of 2022, the song that would have come in at number 25... <laughs> Troubles fade away Oh, I can fix you up 
They didn't come in 25, so they don't get to play the whole song. Yeah, I did that. And had we played you song number 24, it might have sounded something like this. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, that would have come in at number 24. And funny enough, like, Colors is a Halsey song, right? Like, so, technically Halsey could have been on the countdown twice. But no, didn't play it quite enough. That's all right. Coming in at number 23 would have been Alex is on Fire. I cannot believe this one didn't make the top 20. But here we are. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, that would have been 23, but you didn't ask for it enough. Yes, I am now fan-shaming because I am making up for my own shortcomings. Actually doing the show in rapid speed. Too long. I'm still killing time with number 22, a band that I've never played on the box before until they came out with this song. But it was so goddamn chill. I just had to play it a lot, I guess. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, that would have been number 22. I think it's got a good shot of getting into the top 20, just like Catastro did last year. But, uh, man, that's a that's a chill-ass song. Just wait till it starts getting above 75 degrees, and I'm thinking about sitting back living in a Corona commercial, which I'm sure Q could drop for me if I needed him to. But, yeah, so we're doing the what-ifs right now so we can kill some time before getting into the top 10. And the last what-if we got, number 21. Still, as argued by me all the time, possibly the best song from a farewell fire forever at 21. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, that would have been 21 right there. Better luck next year, everybody. Although I got other songs from a farewell fire that might possibly make the top 20 this time next year. But yeah, it's time to get to the top 10. Let's recap, shall we? Coming in at number 20 was Thumposaurus with Talking Bout. I'm assuring you that that will not happen again next year. No offense to the Thumposauri, I guess. Jackknife Stiletto, 19 with She Said Whoa. Dead Sarah at 18 with Something Good. Chevelle at 17 with Letter from a Thief. The White Stripes at number 16 with Icky Thumb. And seconds, well, I, have a new, I have a new whistle in my teeth. I can't make it happen. So happy about that. Uh, number 15, A Day to Remember with Second Sucks. Crash Transit. <laughs> Not even going to say. Crash Transit coming in at number 14 with Legend. The Struts Fallen with me at number 13. Corn. Let the Dark Do the Rest at number 12. Halsey. People Disappear here at number 11. It's time for number 10. Now, if you were to ask me or any other reasonable person what the number 10 song of 2022 would be on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. If they guessed this, I would like you to punch them directly in the face. Not only is it not Hard Rock, but it's definitely not Lunchbox. And yet, here we are. I was surprised too. But also me. Hard Rock Lunchbox. Yeah, just talking with Q in the chat about the way those lyrics flow. Something about that very specifically is never something I've been able to do in my career, <clears throat> except I've done it exactly one time. And I don't even do it that well. It's in our new song, Aaliyah, which we're actually recording right now, where I break a line where it really shouldn't break. 
because it's something that's important to the story. And it works, like, melody-wise and song-wise, but just as a lyricist, it bothers me. But I will say, I have noticed a trend on people that write, kind of like, they write lyrics or stories or or poems or prose before they have music. I find a lot of people that do this, most notably is somebody like um, Brandon Boyd from Incubus. He does this all the time because he writes and then he finds words that work. So, like, he's trying to convey something and sometimes the syllables just don't work with the music, but he doesn't care because he is just so melodic in the way that he says stuff um, that... uh, in the way that he sings stuff that it kind of works out and you almost forgive this very C minus English paper lyrics set of lyrics lyrical lines because it's okay it's the song it's the way he delivers it but still for a true lyricist that likes to be concise and like put a point like this and this and this and this it bothers me a little bit I'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway, coming at number nine, I'd like to claim them as local because they're from Nyack, but I really just can't because they are such an international juggernaut. I gotta give them their own space, but goddamn, are they good? And they were definitely good enough to get played a lot this year. It's a little coheed for ya. You got spirit, kid. That's what I'm saying. Hard rock lunch box. You know what I find funny about Coheed and Cambria? Like, I went to tag them on Instagram, because that's what I, I do a lot when I <coughs> play songs on the box, and I realized that their Instagram is just Coheed, and I, I think I realized that that's really the only band you can do that, because neither nobody in the band is Coheed or Cambria, you know, so you could just drop to Coheed. Like, you wouldn't see that, like, in Seals and Crofts, or you wouldn't see that in Hall and Oates. Like, Hall and Oates couldn't be, like, at, you know, just at Hall. I feel like Oates would be mad, even though... Like we know. We have to know. But anyway. Um, so the next band, uh, it's kind of funny as I was looking at it, I realized that the the reason I even listen to them at all, at, like at, at all ever, is because their name is spelled B-I-L-M-U-R-I, which if you say it fast is Bill Murray. Now, Bill Murray <laughs> is one of my favorite actors of all time. You might know him from uh, stuff like Ghostbusters, for example, like one of the greatest movies ever. He was in Osmosis Jones. He was in Caddyshack. He's been in a ton of things. He's super, super great and super, super funny. So I was like, all right, well, if they're going to steal his name, might as well listen. And I actually liked the band. Like I did. I actually liked the band well enough. And then they put out uh, more demos, or not more demos, more EPs this year. In one of the songs... All capital letters, all capital letters, and all uh, all one word, so no spaces, capital letters, and it's just I seriously dislike most other humans. And I was like, "Hey, man, I was just thinking that thought every day, all day for the past year." So I was like, "This song speaks to me." And then it just also it just also happened to be a good song, and I was like, "Well, man, this is the trifecta." Bad name Bill Murray with a song title I seriously dislike most other humans and a good song. I'm going to play a lot of this in 2022. And that's exactly what happened. And that, my friends, is why they're coming in at number eight. Hard Rock Lunch Box. (laughs) If you want to be part of the conversation, I don't know that you do. But man, what a great... Q is so freaking talented. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. I just need to save this image. <laughs> I have my own folder. It's just Q's image. <laughs> let, me just, let me just grab this real fast. Uh, where are you? Up there. Uh, Q memes. Double click. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. Just, sorry. <laughs> all right, all better. Yeah, it's getting good. <clears throat> it's, getting, it's, yeah, it's getting good in the end of the, in the chat here. All right, so, yeah, Bill Murray coming in at number whatever the hell I said. Number eight. Number seven. This band close to my own heart and back to a local band for sure. Um... I don't play a lot of Rebel Vine on the show because I feel like it's really weird to just play your own song on a show that you're running, but I do play it sometimes, and people do request it, so I have played it once or twice, and I do think that even though it's our number one or our most played or streamed song ever, it's, a, it's coming up on 70,000 plays on Spotify now, with Blue coming up on 60 behind it, I have a feeling that the new material is probably, probably going to surpass that. I don't know. I don't know that anybody's going to have like that kind of emotional connection with some of the songs on it, especially like Aaliyah and Side Out, even though they are hella emotional for me. Uh, I just I never know what's going to connect with people, but this one sure did. And that's why it comes in at number seven on the box.
so nice getting to be back up on stage a couple weeks ago at Mr. Beer's and just playing like a fun show for the local community. And one of the best parts about it, like without having to take things seriously, is it allowed us to do a couple of cover songs, which we never get to do. We never do two songs, two cover songs in a short set. We do them when we play over an hour because it's, it's kind of fun. But it's like, it's nice to be able to play a song, especially one that we do well that people actually want to hear. Like that's... That's super fun. And what to hear from us. We did that for a while when we were playing Cashmere, and we did that for a while when we were playing uh, Plowed from Sponge, which is still in our repertoire. We just haven't played it in a while, and we sure as F got it when we played this one. This one coming in at number six. Jesus, are we at six already? Ah, man. Chino, my dude. Take it away. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Yeah, man, Deftones coming in at number six. That means it is time for... The Top Five. I know, I can't believe it either. Here we are, early as F to the Top Five. I'm going to have to come up with something. To st- I can't play these... I can play these songs slower. <laughs> Maybe I'll just slow them all down a little bit. Damn. i got to get songs that, like... I can only play songs that are over four and a half minutes long. <laughs> No more of this two-and-a-half-minute bullshit. Try that. <laughs> uh, we'll do a recap in just a few, but let's just crack off the top five. I've been playing this song a lot because it's the only goddamn song I have to play from the band. I have it on good authority, though, that that's going to end in 2023, so we'll see what happens. We'll see which song from the Neon Skyline makes the chart then. Here's number five. It's Golden Heart. The box. She was born with a golden heart. Summer girl's a precious smile Can't believe he ever saw that Turn the soul as a work of art A different man, a different life Didn't think he could ever fall To the tide I promise not to Give them all of the body into 
my favorite part about that song is the way that it ends, where it does totally that like rip off of uh, Teenage Wasteland, and then immediately goes into the music from Top Gun. Right? Like, does anybody else hear that? Like, people scroll back here. Just check this part out. Right, right here. Anybody else hear that? No, just me. That's good. <laughs> so when I started going back through my deep dives into the White Stripes, because why not? Uh, I started listening to a lot more of the Jack White stuff, the solo stuff, which I never particularly cared for all that much. And I just don't know why I did not find this song back in the day when it was out. But I didn't. But I found it now. And that's why this bad boy is number four on the box. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. That is really such a sweet and pretty song. Good job, Mr. White. Not Mr. Black. We should get more Tenacious D. I can't even believe I haven't played more Tenacious D this year. Guess it just, guess the moment just didn't move me. That happens. Coming in at number three is a artist that I never heard of before this year and I don't actually expect to hear anything more from them afterwards. There's something specific about this particular song that I really liked. I tried to like other stuff that they did, but I just didn't and maybe it was because they were doing this uh, with uh, the chick Lauren. Is it Lauren from Stand Atlantic? I want to say Brenda but I know it's not that. It might be Lauren. But Lauren's from uh, Red Handed Denial. Could be two Laurens. I mean, you can have enough Lawrence. I'm not going to say you can't have enough Lawrence, but I can't remember her name. Anyway, the check from Stan Atlantic. Uh, and I just really dug it. I, I dug it a lot. Listened to it a lot in my personal time. But, man, I guess I, I played it a whole lot for you here. And that's why this bitch is in number three for 2022. No love for the middle child. My friends. Hard. Rock. Lunch. Box. It's time for a recap as we head into the top two songs of the 2022. Yeah, is that what year it is? Holy shit. 2022 countdown. Coming in number 20 was Talking About from Thumbasaur. She said, Whoa! At 19 from Jackknife Stiletto. Dead Sarah at number 18 with Something Good. Chevelle coming in at number 17 with Letter from a Thief. Icky Thump from the White Stripes coming in at 16. I've got my whistle back. It must be the Icky Thump. Thump, Thump, Icky Thump. Second, second, god damn it. Second sucks from a day to remember at 15. Crash Transit at number 14 with Legend. The Struts at 13 with Fallen with Me. And Corn, Let the Dark Do the Rest coming at number 12. Halsey with People Disappear here at 11. And cracking the top 10 unbelievably on the Hard Rock Lunchbox. Taylor Swift with Antihero. All of her lyrics and positioning and singing and but but it's all right because number nine was Coheed and Cambria also doing that and of course Bill Murray uh, the best titled band on here I seriously dislike most other humans coming at number eight keep you near slumming it at number seven uh Deftones with Swerve City number six the Neon Skyline Golden Heart at number five Jack White and Blunderbuss at number four and No Love for the Middle Child uh, with my friends coming in at number three. That means it is time for the number two song. And what would it be without this sound? Oh, no. Did I give it away? 
That's right, man. Coming at number two. Always a no on the box.
Now I know what you're thinking. Why are we listening to this sound? Why are we listening to the Craving Martians? Why is it time for the weekly Craving of the Week? Of course not. It's the top 20 countdown of 2022. However, sometimes it becomes very fortuitous to play this kind of music. Not because Craving Strange has come in at number one, because that simply did not happen. But the reason it did not happen, that they did not come into number 21, is because they had two songs come in at number two. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you 2B of 2022.
are you going to find a double shot number two two of number two of the do of craving strange at top of the 2022 that's a lot of twos man that's a lot of twos yo but we are now ready ready for the number one song in the universe where the universe is defined is the hard rock lunch box thursdays from noon to two throughout the year of 2022 i will say I was surprised that this came in at number one, but not when I thought about it a little bit longer. As I always say, a band that has one really good song out that I just play the F of, F out of all year, stands a really good chance of taking this whole goddamn thing, walking away with the whole bag. That's why uh, Craving Strange got cheesed with the bracket by having two number twos, which is not the same as having one number one. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the top 20 plus asterisk countdown and spending again another part of your Thursday with us here at the Hard Rock Lunchbox. I also want to wish you the very happiest of New Year's and hopefully everything that you aim for and everything that you want to come true in 2023 does indeed come true because you deserve it. We all deserve it. And we can all I think use a bit of a break from everything that's been 2020, 21, and 22. And 23 is for me. That's what I'm going to start saying. (laughs) But I will shut up and give you your number one because you have earned it because you guys are awesome. And I'm sure you'll appreciate it. And it's also local. So how cool is that? I will see you next Thursday for a regular, regular show. And we will start this whole process all over again. But for 2022, it is I signing off for the Hard Rock Lunchbox with your number one song of the year. It's a little, little ditty from Pathmaker. Called race. Okay.